Ready? Ready. Welcome to the Chris and Katie podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. Thanks for listening. Okay, we are going to talk about a story that I heard recently when my coworker was talking about his cultural... Um, Backstory on him, on your coworker. He is from a different country, and he came over to America, like Eddie Murphy, coming to America, to, uh, to work. Right. So he it, had... Go ahead. Well, you, you can tell it, because you, you know him more than I do. Right. So you had to do a cultural um, sort of assessment, and not really assessment, but a cultural... Class? Class. Um, before you came so you could understand the culture that you're about to be put in and understand your own culture a little bit better and see how the two can mix wealth and figure out what characteristics you should tone down or be better at uh, in this new environment that you're going to move to to make assimilation as as uh, quickly as possible or as easy as possible right so there was an analogy that the class used and it had involved two different types of fruit. So there was a peach or there was a coconut and you're one of the two. A peach is someone who has a softer side. It's really easy to, to get to know them or to be more of a, an analogy. It's easy to you know sink your teeth into um, and take a bite. So this personality you can get to know them really easily, and they're friendly, and it's it's um, not a challenge to get close with them. But at the center of that peach is a hard pit, and that is what's hard to get into. So this person may come off when you first meet them as someone who is super friendly and you think that you know them really well but the more and more you get to know them the harder it is to kind of get at their center core and that's where all their beliefs are and where you hear about their opinions and um and it's a tougher section to get into and that has been portrayed as the american so most americans are seen as peaches you know you can talk to them and say hi or bring up conversation and you'll get a friendly response or a fairly responsive um, interaction. But it's really hard to really get to know someone. Okay, and then the other hand is a coconut. Do you want to explain what the the coconut is? Uh, I mean, sure, why not? A coconut is hard outside. And then once you crack that that, uh, outside, you have all the milk and you have all the, the liquid inside. And, and, the, and the um, what is it? What is the uh, the shredded part? Is that the skin? The flesh. The flesh. Yes, it is. The flesh. coconut flesh. Yes. Flesh. So you know, so this coworker, he's from Europe. He's uh, European, so from Belgium specifically, and he, he was portrayed more as a coconut. So you know, you might want to get to know him, but it's you. It's easily deflected. Um, any sort of conversation, small talk, isn't really encouraged 
or absorbed. You know, you might compliment them. You might try and ask them what they have for dinner or what they're doing this weekend. And it's just a very bounced off response. It's very hard to get into the coconut. But if you keep doing that over and over again, then eventually you can drill through that hard exterior and get to the center and really get to know them and they open up about a lot of things and in some cases they can be more open or more TMI than even the peach was. And, and so it's just this interesting balance between being a peach and being a coconut. Are you friendly from the get-go and more reserved when it comes to who you really are? Or are you a little bit more standoffish, but once you get to know someone, you'll open up pretty easily. And it was, it was an interesting dynamic. And Chris, you had mm. talked a little bit about that um, the other day when I had first come home to tell you the story. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. And I mean, I don't really know many Europeans, but I think that's, I don't know, what would South America be? Just open in uh, like a pineapple, very showy and very flamboyant. I don't know, not flamboyant, but you know. Yeah, I think that they're more often seen as a peach, but you can actually take this test. I know that it's in our corporate system. And, you know, some of them are stereotypical, but, you know, there's uh, a nut of truth to... Oh, I get it. It's a pun. <laughs> no, it wasn't? No, it wasn't meant okay. to be. Okay, okay. Yeah, just go with it. There, there is a seed of truth um, to every stereotype, I think, because it had to be born in some way. Yeah, that's what they say. That's how they start. And so anyway, he, he got to know that. And he, another thing he had to realize is um, he realized in this cultural class that he had to take, he learned some qualities about himself that he would have to kind of tame down. So he's normally a very direct person. And moving to America, you know, they said, you should probably tone that down a little bit because people in America tend to beat around the bush when it comes to hard topics or saying no or anything super critical if you're very direct and you just say it like it is it could be off-putting yeah and un not very likable yeah likability is a big one i feel like americans love likability they like likability as a like a more important trait than say just being honest with people and that's why we have such difficult times like with communication and I feel like Europeans you'll see like a husband and wife and they're they're just totally open it's because they, they communicate and they don't hide who they are it's almost it's like it's like a mom who just doesn't care anymore mm -hmm. I, I we saw I saw a couple anyway in in New York and I thought like they're just so open and they're not even like trying to impress each other but but here in America, it's like we all we have to lie to each other and say we're happy and pretend we're happy, and then one day New, divorce. New York is America. Well, they were European. Oh, they okay. were visiting. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I think they were Italian. But, okay. Um, it was just funny because uh, it was just an observation. I really like the culture, cultural differences, and the nuances of just different parts of the world because now you can see them all. You can look online. You can. You can you have all this information at your fingertips, and but before it was you had to take a boat to experience it, mm -hmm. take a boat for months. Like what is this place? And then you wanted to fit in because this is your home now. But now you can go somewhere and just explore and look around, and 
and notice the differences, but still feel comfortable being who you are mm-hmm. and like not change at all or not feel threatened to change. Yeah, it actually made me realize that I wonder if it's if Europeans have more friends or less friends than, say, an average American, because you, you could each coconut or the peach, they have their pros and cons, right? But with a coconut, someone has to feel like they want to give the effort into cracking the coconut. But once they do, then they could be best friends for life because they've they've gotten through that harder shell. That that's really interesting to me. It's almost it's almost like maybe they do have more friends, lifelong friends that they truly know to their core. Because I feel like we all have different levels of friends. You have the friend that you know, a childhood friend. That's what we were talking about the other day. A childhood friend knows exactly who you are because they rode your bus. Or they walk to school with you. They know your home life. They know your parents and how they act. They know what your parents do for a living. They know what your room looks like. They know, you know, if they're a childhood friend, they've gone from kindergarten all the way to high school with you. And they've seen how you've evolved over the years and and what your embarrassing moments are versus, you know, what's important to you. And, and I think it was just a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, I'm, for America... For Americans, I think that hard pit in the center of the peach is is being vulnerable, and you don't want to you don't want to just give that up for anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like once you give that up, it's like people have it; they know like the key, or they have the key or the secret code to get in, and it just drives people nuts because, like, we're, I feel like Americans are really stubborn, like, and they're very uh, I could do anything, but once you let them in completely. You kind of lose that power. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. And so your childhood friend is that person who knows that pit and all yeah. your insecurities. You have to be vulnerable, vulnerable with them because you've known them the longest. And and a childhood friend knows truly who you are, what kind of a person you are. Right. Uh, they know they know a lot of background and there's a lot of context to what they know. But then you have like the next level of friends. It's like college acquaintance. And you you go out on the weekends together, but you no idea what your their dad's name is. Right. And you don't know you know the, how many siblings they have, but you don't know what their parents do for a living. You don't know if they live in the country or the city. And then once you go to their house, you know, in this interesting dynamic where you've never been there before, maybe you've never even visited this town, and now all of a sudden this context is being drawn around you, and and you start to kind of paint more of a picture of who this person might be and then you get a little bit closer and closer to that inner shell but and then you also have the friends that is a friend of a friend and for some reason they're always around they're always there but you really don't know that much about them you, you could describe them in like five ways but you don't truly know enough yeah. to, to say that you've gotten to that pit but it did make me think about relationships in a way it made me think of you know boyfriend girlfriend wise not just friendship wise and a lot of people think you know when they find out that chris and i were high school sweethearts and we knew each other from then they oh you had it easy you guys met in high school it's like we have it easy i mean you have to yes you know we had a place where we came together and 
we met because we were in the same environment. So if you're saying that now you're in the, the you know, now you're professional and the only way you can meet someone is if it's at work. If you're talking about like accessibility to the opposite sex at your age, then sure, that was a great place to meet someone. But we've been, we've always talked about this and not only do you meet young and you know relationships have their difficulties as as it is you know you have a relationship no matter what the age and it has its complications but then you layer on adolescence on top of that two people who aren't very old that think they know and they they think they have all these you know opinions and they're probably you know going about a relationship all wrong and then on top of that, they're 18 and there's a transition period in their life when they go to college. And and then you have another transition period where the, if you're still together at that point, that you're graduating college and you're going into the working field. And there's so much to survive. And there's so much to fall in love with or fall out of love in that it's actually harder, in my opinion, to stay together. And sure, you have the, the couples out there that are complacent, that are only staying together because it's the easy thing and they've been together for years. But on the other hand, you do have people like us who stayed together because we grew together and we grew in love. It's not out of like a complacent place. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, that's everything we've, I've talked to you about. Um, but I think we got lucky as well that our personalities actually line up and I think that's why we lasted. Yeah, that's a good point too. But it's extremely lucky and it's very difficult to like, there are sacrifices made to go through adolescence, high school until late twenties going through college, different colleges, different jobs, different jobs, you know, different careers, different areas of life, but somehow just sticking together through it. It could have been it's so like easy to just say this just isn't going to work out because I want to do this and you don't and good nice knowing you, you know, and you can find other people. You you're in college, that's where you meet most of the people in your life. Mm-hmm. But okay, so getting back to the the peach and the coconut, the thing that I, that just clicked with me is a lot of relationships or, or dating, I should say, not really relationships, but like first dates. You know, that's the peach scenario. You know, you you have that outside soft part where you kind of can mold who you want them to think you are, and you want to portray all the positive qualities you have. But once they get to that pit, then, you know, your faults come out. You figure out your true opinions on things. And, you know, opinions can be uh, make or break or they can be controversial. And, and so once you get to that pit, that's the true test. It's like, now you know my faults and my insecurities, my vulnerability, um, you you know everything. It's not just like the fluffy, nice stuff. It's that pit that you're taking with me. And I think when you're younger, just like the childhood friend you grow up with, or just like the high school boyfriend that you stay with, you know, they get to know that pit because over time, that's what happens is you can't have that nice, soft, fluffy, out, 
outside or exterior forever. It's harder to prevent people from getting to that center core of yourself the more they're around you. Time will eventually get there, or it should get there because that's your core. It's harder to have a relationship knowing that core of someone, all of the negative with the positive cushy part and being able to carry both of those things with you throughout such a long period of time. And that's what I think is so special about childhood friends or what's so special about if it does work out with high school sweethearts. Yeah. And, and yes, you're right. We did have a lot of um, personality qualities that complement each other well. You know, if you're into zodiac signs, we have matching zodiac signs that are compatible. I'm an extrovert. He's an introvert. We're opposite in a lot of different ways. So we complement each other. So in that way, yes, we did get lucky, but that doesn't come without all the other baggage that relationships come with. Yeah. I mean, you're still going through like these weird times in your life, like college, the first time you drink, the like all of these different things. And it's really, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like a mid uh, quarter life crisis that some people have. Uh, but I am a coconut for sure. And you are definitely a peach, by the way. Yeah, I knew that. Like I do, like I feel like I am pretty stoic on the outside. But once you get to know me, then like I will be your friend. If I, I have the same friends from high school, mm-hmm. and I I love them. I I don't want new friends. I like my friends now. We have a bond, mm-hmm. and I I would love to be friends with them for the rest of my life. Yeah, you definitely are a coconut, and I'm definitely a peach. Um, that's for sure. And I I think that's interesting. So you have more childhood friends or high school friends, and I have more recent friends. Yeah. I wonder if there's a correlation to the peach and coconut aspect. Yeah. It could be. Possibly. It's like once you get to know someone and your values don't line up, it's like, okay, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we can go soft peach deep, <laughs> but once it gets to that pit deep, I don't know. Yeah, you're definitely a peach. <laughs> yeah, I am. That's really interesting. I mean, I always thought I was, but now saying it out loud, it's like, whoa. Eight examples just came to my head. <laughs> Care to share? No, I don't want to. That would be another... That'll be another talk. Well, I, I think that we've talked about that before is, you know, your childhood friends, it's, you don't choose your, high, your childhood friends. They choose you because of proximity. Like, they're, they ride your bus. In the same class. Yeah, you're in the same class. You walk to school together. But the your thing parents is, know each other. That is such a cop-out to say that because that, how do you become friends with anyone in real life? Well, I think that there is a pool of people, a small pool of people you can choose from. So you have the entire bus ride. Who are you going to sit by? Well, I'm saying that's that's life. It's it's not just school. It's not you're 10 and you're in the same class. How do you become friends with someone in college? You have you have the same class or you meet someone at a party. That, that's why <laughs> your circle is very important. Yeah, it is. And I think you're kind of diverging from where I'm wanting to go, which is... The fact that we don't necessarily choose our childhood friends. We're not like, hey, I like this person. They seem cool. 
uh, I'm going to choose oh. my friend on the bus yeah. today. It's like they kind of just fall into your lap because that's in there. They they came across your path in your daily routine, and once you get older, you start being able to pluck people and and actually say like I want to be friends with them. And then yet sometimes you have to make the tough decision. I need to go out and try to make a friend, or I need to actively go out and try to find a girlfriend, a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult. That's really hard to do. Not that we know about the girlfriend boyfriend, but friends wise, I mean, we moved here only knowing my small group, small as in like group of five coworkers. Yeah. We actually been talking about how we did a horrible job of only talked to like two people randomly and we don't have any like New York friends, but we do have new new friends to us, but we've met them through work. But you have to have a link somewhere. It's not like you're going to yeah. automatically go to the park and just be like, hey, want to hang out? Well, that's what I'm trying to trying to get at. It's like, what do you do if you are looking for a relationship, friend or, you know, lover? You go, think... and you go to a random like bar? Do you go? No, unless that's what you want to attract. I mean, you have to go to the places you want to attract the same qualities. I think whatever you do activity wise, I think it's important to... If you want to make friends, you go and do that activity in a group. Or if you want to like find someone that you want to possibly date, say you like to rock climb, you go rock climbing, and then you'll probably see someone there. Yeah, or even if you're not sporty, like there's cooking classes. There's That's true. We painting. We met a uh, uh, New York. Oh yeah, we did meet someone. Rodney, yeah. Yeah. A uh, New York artist at a cooking class. Yeah. And he ended up contacting me, and I did some web development stuff for him. That was very random. That was random because it was my birthday. It was around his birthday, so we went to the same class. Pisces love. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> till we die. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it is literally till you die. No, the love that mm. Pisces give. Yeah, but okay, so talking back about the exterior and that softer, like peach like um, side to you, uh, and I'm going to speak to this example or speak to the peach if you will because i can resonate but if you want to talk about the same scenario in coconut version please be my guest but uh i was listening to debbie millman recently again i know i keep mentioning her but she had a podcast and she was kind of talking about um the best investment she's ever made and if you already know the answer at one point in a different podcast she said her best investment was getting a um, studio in the Chelsea market area before it got big. But in this podcast, she talks about how her biggest investment was actually in psychotherapy for herself. And it got real deep (laughs) instead of just a money investment. But it was really good because she was talking about, you know, tips on going to see a therapist if you ever want to. And yes, it costs money, but it's a, you know, what better investment to make than an investment for yourself. She was saying, you know, if you go to a therapist, you know, make sure that they have a degree and they're, you know, all these things. But as far as sitting there telling them your thoughts, the whole point is to go there to be yourself and to get some true answers. And it's not it's going to waste everyone's time and money if you sit there trying to convince them that you're a certain person because what happens is you do that and then 
a year of your sessions goes on and then finally after talking and talking talking you you get a little bit more comfortable so she said just scrap the crap and don't fluff who you are who you want to be perceived as just go in there and say if you're you know if you're worried about being judged just say that just say i'm worried about being judged but you know this is on my mind that's on my mind you know what have you <laughs> help me figure this out and she said it, it's just gonna save you a lot of time and hassle and it, it made me think of that that peach part and you know that friendly aspect all the positive attributes that one person has it are that's easy to kind of amplify and come off with just the positive side of you that's easy but it's hard to pull back those layers and get to that pit and that's where your values come in and all your your faults and aspirations and all of that and, and it made me think that you know, in solving anything you have to just accept the truth about a situation or about how you feel or about you in order to move on or in order to solve that problem accept the truth if you are in denial about something and it's just easier for you to pretend like it doesn't exist or everyone else is crazy then how is that going to solve anything except for guard your feelings or guard your thoughts you're not going to see any real long-term benefit to denial what is what's your thoughts i don't know you just you went on many different directions there um it's a lot to take in uh so about the peach about about being like true to yourself yeah just i feel like a peach not to saying like the outside is is only trying to portray what you want others to see but it's easy to be passive it's easy to show the passive side or to show the friendly side and it, you have that guarded center that holds a lot of vulnerable information you're not going right. to give that out easily. Yeah, and nor should you. I, I don't think me personally. I don't think you should be giving that out. Like, there's a difference between being vulnerable, and being just totally open. Yeah, that's true. Like, you do not want to be totally open because no filter at all. Because that means you're not being vulnerable. As weird as that sounds, you're just being, like, if instead of pouring a glass out or a, like pouring milk out like slowly out of a jug you just cut it in half and just it all dumps out mm -hmm. i don't know where i'm going with that analogy but it's it's totally different um i forget what she says renee brown but uh she talks about it in that book on how they're different um, but you want to be vulnerable you know you know what you want to be open with the ones you love and like the um and like your friends and the people that you're closest with mm -hmm. And you want to like kind of put yourself out there, but if you're just dumping it all out, it, it kind of shows that you don't care. That you don't care how you truly feel or like your deepest your deepest fears, I guess. But as for coconut, when you see someone who's like guarded and not very talkative, I, I feel like you do this. You try to get to know them more, so you find out who they are in on the inside. I think you do that naturally, mm -hmm. but. 
like for me it's yeah uh, you could see a lot of people that look angry on the street but really deep down they might be really happy just because they're kind of uh they just don't look happy a resting bitch face or something yeah that's what <laughs> I, I was gonna say but i didn't want to say it but <laughs> but same goes for the opposite what if someone who's really happy appears to be happy is actually just depressed and sad on the inside yeah i think both can be very true but that goes back to the denial part in the the fictional portrayal of who you want other people to see you as well i think it's all about perception how how do you feel how do what makes you happy as cliche as that sounds it's like communicating with yourself on how you're happy or not it's like yeah i mean society says i shouldn't be happy with taking pictures of myself all the time because of selfies and people you know give Being you vain yeah they give you hell but really it makes me happy to do that i don't you know then okay that's cool mm-hmm. then do it but maybe it's something else that's making you happy is it that or is it the fact that people are liking your picture and you just want more likes like and, and you want like more friends or more attention. If that's the case, can't you get attention somewhere else? There's different outlets. You just kind of have to know who you are and what you want to do and what makes you feel good. Yeah, I think, but going, going, yeah, that has to, that has to sort of do with the truth. Like getting at the center of why you do something, getting at the core of why you do something and being truthful to that. And with the selfie example, which I can't relate to. I don't do selfies. Yeah, I don't either. But it was an interesting example. <laughs> but I, they just, I spit them out as they come to okay. me. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think of a personal example that I can. I don't. I don't give the core up for anyone. No, because, you give the core up for me. And memory too is a strong factor in that, because I've been quote unquote vulnerable with my family, you know, the people that I, I love the most, but they'll say a joke. Or I'll feel like they're making fun of me for it, and I'll never talk about that again. I'll close it up. Mm-hmm. It's like a hole in a coconut, and I put a cork in it. I know, but I think that we all are safeguarding our ourselves. Um, it's just a, so we all have a guard up that even a peach does, but it's not in that outer layer. It's in another layer, and you know, a coconut. I would say that they have their guard up instantaneously yeah it's a coconut it's like why why am i gonna let you in my life that's the question mm-hmm. and the other for a peach it's i'm gonna let you into my life but only so far right exactly and then you'll never really know who i am but that i feel like yeah you have to get to know someone has to know that person in order for them to be happy it's almost like you're living a lie i guess if you can't truly be open with like someone it's like well there's a difference between living a lie and just guarding yourself and your values that's that's fair i mean i'm talking like don draper even told people that he was dick whitman okay even he had some family on the west coast oh my gosh it's an extreme example that's a perfect example he was living a lie but he was still open with a couple people. And he was happy with them too because they knew who he truly was. I'm talking about Mad Men if you're lost. Yeah. 
true. That's a good good uh, show if anyone has not started that. Yeah, it's a really good show. But it's only good if you pay attention. Every episode is its own story. And every episode has a theme. And that theme is through with, uh, goes through every character in the show. Which we realized. Watching it a couple times. Yeah. Hyper-attentiveness. <laughs> and usually the theme is portrayed in the first two minutes of the show. Three. Mm-hmm. Right? It's good stuff. Mm-hmm.